Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Your host, as always, Iceman. See uh, Jeff Pendergrass over there on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> commenting already, y'all. Uh, yes, she is. Uh, we're talking about the Judge Trudy White when we get to it. Let's uh, get the housekeeping out the way real quick. And, uh, because I got to pay, pay the homage to the, uh, to the people that are paying the bills. Once I get to it. If you would like a premium cigar, you can go to mypatriotcigar.com and, uh, use the promo code MOTORCOP15. You get fifteen percent off anything you order over a hundred dollars, hundred dollars or more. You will get free shipping. These are premium cigars. These aren't the kind you're getting to cut up, trying to make a blunt out of. Uh, they worth the money uh, if you do enjoy a good cigar. Going on to the Patreons, and if anybody wants to join the Patreons, there's three different tiers. I put out stuff on there all the time, stuff that I will not put out on here. So if that's something you're interested in, go join the Patreon. If not, you can just boom, steadily keep putting out free stuff also. We got Mr. Dan Carlson with Burley Boards. If you like, uh, if you want a premium handmade cutting board and stuff, go check out BurleyBoards.com and uh, make an order there. We got T-Bird as a crew member. Mr. Jim Pocrant of... Uh, he also has a podcast he's on uh, called Short Track. Guys, go check it out if you're in uh, dirt track racing. We got our truck driver, Mr. Hoppy Hopperson. We have A.A. Ron from I Had to Say It podcast, one of my go-tos. We got Mr. Christopher DeMar. We got Mr. Z. Palmer. We got Miss Laura Stimson. We got Roy Spaulding. Roy with an S, not Roy with a P. We got JoJo, our favorite girl from down under. We have Kaylee Norris and Natasha A., our girls from up Washington State. And we have the OG crew member, Melissa Holstein. I'm going to continue to shout out all the crew members as long as we don't we get too many of them. We'll have to split it up or something like that. But uh, right now we don't have too many of them. Hopefully we end up with that problem. It's Friday. Uh Bam is at work still. She's working a late, late shift. Uh, she worked early and late today. So I figured, hell, why not? I got a little grass cutting in. I need to go get some more gas. So I said, we got plenty of uh, Louisiana crime as usual. So why not talk about it? I did stop in. Uh, I bought Bam. Uh, she ain't going to eat them all. I went to eat some too, but I got uh, some 10 pounds of. Uh, boiled crawfish already with some corn and taters for so uh that'll be waiting for for supper when she gets home she'll have some boiled crawfish and stuff you know the place i got them from uh, kelly's and uh st gabriel shout out to them they always have a uh, really good boiled crawfish their seasoning is pretty spot on you know sometimes you go buy them boiled already it's hit and miss there's always spot on so Let's get on to the stories. Oh, I'm also going to put this out here. Uh, if anybody wants to call in, talk about stories with me a little bit, 
That is the number if you call in. Do not say anything racial. Stupid, I will hang up on you. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to get kicked off. That's the number to call in. Uh, we will give that a shot. Uh, let's get in. Let's get it started. Miss Kelly, she says, I will be on here for about 10 minutes. We're driving back to the office. Still, when I get home, I will be back on. I, I don't know how long you, your trip is. Uh, I may do an hour. I don't know if I have that many stories by myself. Uh, if not the audio, I'll put the audio out afterwards this evening. This first one we got uh, just popped up today, news flash. We're in Bat- Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The deputies arrested a man for uh, unlawful for for dumping, for littering. Uh, they didn't charge him with littering. Uh, they charged him for unlawful disposal of human remains. He uh, got caught on camera dumping a body in a residential area off Burbank Drive Thursday morning. The body was found at the corner of GSRI and Jade Avenue shortly before 9 a.m. Thursday outside of a vacant fourplex. They were able to identify the body as a 27-year-old female. Uh, They identified uh, uh, the guy as Damon Matthews, 38. They were able to use license plate recognition cameras and stuff to end up catching them. Uh, they said he had left the, uh, the casino with her around 2.30 a.m. Thursday morning. They don't believe he killed her. They believe that she uh, overdosed. And uh, I guess he was scared because maybe he had drugs and stuff on him, too. So he went and dumped the body instead. Uh, he could have called and left, dropped her off at the hospital or something, but... uh. He dumped her in a vacant lot, just like, just like she was trash or whatever. I mean, obviously she had a drug problem or something, but I mean that still don't make you trash, right? Uh, you don't want to do that. I mean, that's somebody's child, but he's he's in jail. Uh, I haven't looked up on that law, uh, how many years that is, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's somebody's kid. Like I said, I always joke around and say negative shit about dopehead people and crackheads, and I'm going to continue to do it, but. A lot of it's in, uh, you know, satire and comedy. Just I mean, I, I don't want to see anybody just dumping their somebody's body somewhere. So, I mean, that's somebody. That's somebody's family. So, but he was probably high as hell too, and uh, it's just stupid. So he's uh, I don't know if he's in jail or not. He probably bonded out. This next one is what I don't know if he's still on here or not. But what uh, Jeff Pendergrass was talking about during the uh, entrance music right here. This lady right here, this lady, this is the worst, (laughs) one of the worst judges I have ever seen in my entire life. Trudy White, right there. Uh, She had, she stopped doing criminal law a few years ago, went just doing, uh, sit being a civil judge, thank God. Uh, I would have hated to go in front of her if I had a civil hearing because I think she's biased and probably racist and just all around sucks ass when she was a criminal judge it was horrible uh if I, I don't remember the exact year i do have a uh, a video 
that she got. She ended up apologizing for it. This was uh, back in, you know, early 2000s or whatever. This was one of her campaign videos, okay? And she ended up apologizing, taking it down. But you'll see why. Because they said that she was, she panders to criminals. Let's see why they say she pandered. I'm down here tonight, but check this out. I ain't gonna be here that long, cause Judge Truly White is supposed to sign me back home. So if you want somebody for the show you some love, vote for Truly White on November the fourth. Number six. Look at that. She got she it's satire, of course, but she's acting like it's inmate. It's like I ain't gonna be in jail long. Criminal, you know, Judy Great loves Judy White loves criminals. I mean, look, listen. Now what's happening? Joe and Davis right with my friends is Joe's post. Now what's happening? I'm down here tonight, but check this out. I ain't gonna be here that long, cause Judge Truly White is supposed to sign me back home. So if you want somebody to show you some love, vote for Truly White on November the fourth. Number six. Yeah, I mean it's 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 ridiculous, and uh, but that's her. Uh, that another case. Uh, that a case, a couple cases. We'll when to go off of memory and stuff here. What I've read. She uh, they had we had a they had a shooting in Baton Rouge murder, a homicide and attempted murder. A mom was murdered in this uh, little girl. They thought they were they don't even know how she survived, but she survived. She was young. Well, it was uh, the the guy that shot that that did this kick in and shot and killed this mom and her tried to kill the daughter uh she had uh let him out of prison let him out of jail earlier on uh like a light bond for illegal carrying of a weapon and all kind of stuff like that and basically told him he, he, his sentence was to his sentence was to do three kind acts for random people really really Another case, there was a jury trial in front of her. I think this was in 16 or 18. I don't remember. There was a jury trial in front of her. The jury came back unanimous, a unanimous decision, guilty of second-degree murder. This dude shot his brother-in-law or cousin or something like that. I think it was brother-in-law. Shot. They got in an argument. He shot him three times. Then went and if when he hit the ground, he went and stood over him and pumped three more rounds into him, or, or six more rounds, something like that. Unanimous verdict comes back from the jury: guilty, second degree murder, second degree murder in Louisiana, mandatory life sentence in in, in Angola. You're never going to get out of jail. Now, this woman took it upon herself overturned the jury's verdict gave him a negligent homicide charge instead he ended up getting i think uh three or four years and that's it of course the family was up in arms but she overturned the jury's verdict for no reason for no reason she overturned it because she says uh well he, the, he was drunk when he shot him so she took it upon herself. That that's just a couple of them. That that's just I'm sure there's a lot more. This woman has so much blood on her hands from victims of people she let out of jail. It's ridiculous. I hope I hope I hope the ghosts haunt her at night because she is a piece of shit. 
and she, she just steps, she just resigned and stepped down. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows what's going on or nothing like that. No explanation right now. But she stepped down. Thank God she wasn't doing criminal anymore. But I'm sure she sucked as a, a civil. I would not want this. I wouldn't want this bitch over a courtroom on Animal Planet where you had two rabbits arguing over custody of a head of lettuce. Okay, she would she would screw that up. I don't know how she got out of law school. Her problem is that she's too woke, and she was letting the homies out of jail. And they were going out, and they were killing people. Blood on her hands. So hopefully uh, she, uh, she'll she never judge again or whatever. I mean, but she, she's a horrible human being. Blood on her hands. Good riddance. Too bad rubbish right there. See what's next. Oh, this next one here. This is uh, especially people uh up north, uh, California people watching. Stay people, you know, my the, the listeners and uh <clears throat> from the the deep blue states, y'all are gonna like this one. Y'all are gonna like this one. Uh, the Livingston Parish Council uh, just recently passed a resolution, and it passed unanimously. In the Livingston Parish has become a gun sanctuary. I did not stutter; I said it correctly. It Livingston Parish is a gun sanctuary. It says gun violence around the country has prompted action at the local level. Federal and state laws are changing, prompting Livingston Parish. To pass a resolution that protects law-abiding gun owners. If gun laws do change, the resolution allows the parish to decide if they will use public funds to enforce these laws. Right now, we have a federal law that protects our Second Amendment right, and we have a state law. If for some reason they are to change them laws with us having it at a local government, they have to come fight us too. Uh... The parish councilman said the uh, resolution introduced by Councilman Jeff Ard passed unanimously. However, it was confusing to the public. Some people were wanting to know why this is such a big deal to the parish. It says nobody's coming after your guns. They never have been. But there's a lot of fear that stuff's going to change because we got Sleepy Joe in the White House. And you, got, I mean, you just got all kind of stupid shit going on with the, the Democrats out there. And uh, it's like... Uh, they're getting. A, they're trying to get a step ahead of it. That's not the only uh, parish. Hey, JoJo. That's not the only parish in Louisiana that is a Second Amendment sanctuary state uh, parish. They have uh, Saint Mary, Point Capi, Grant, Wynn, and Rapides Parish. It says the Second Amendment is not is not for the right, the middle, or the left. It's for everybody. And uh, it said uh, Livingston says disarming gun owners not only infringes upon the rights of American citizens, but also emboldens criminals and gives them advantage over those who follow the law. This resolution does not permit weapons to be allowed in schools or federal buildings. So, uh, yeah. So basically what it does is if the state or the feds come down and say, oh, you know, we're, you can't have guns and stuff like that. The parishes, the, them parishes are like, nah, fuck you. We're, you have to fight us too. We're not gonna uh, 
go after that. So, yeah, Second Amendment uh, sanctuary state, a gun sanctuary state. So over here in Louisiana, we have like four of them that are gun sanctuary states, not like in California and some of them other places that have uh, immigrant sanctuaries where they want illegals. But when they get the illegals, then they don't want them like New York and stuff like that. Good afternoon, Jim. Just decided to jump on here and do a little extra, extra. This uh, this next one here we got a uh, a video. This happened at Tigerland. This was this is uh, it's you, it's spitting distance to the LSU campus, and uh, it, it's a, it's a shithole place. It's very violent. Uh, it the whole place needs to be shut down. But uh, this happened at uh, I think nine o'clock in the morning. Let me see if he says the exact time. It happened at 9 a.m. in the morning, I think yesterday. There was a shooting, and uh surprised nobody got hit. But uh, we're going to watch this little video here. We'll probably rewind it a couple of times because it's quick. It's only, it's only like 15 hey, seconds. Now, we're going to see. I don't know where my little thing is. Uh, a little motorcycle pointer. I don't see it. But uh, y'all can see way up there by this sign. It's got this sign. They have these two people right up underneath it. Uh, watch what happens. I'll rewind it. Now, at first, it looked like you're shooting at the guy next to him. No. And I thought at first he was shooting at this car. I don't think he was shooting at the car. I think he's shooting at somebody at that store way across the street over there. But uh, nobody got hit. But, I mean, we'll go back. You can hear the amount of, I mean, it was just, this dude was just unloading a magazine. He had an extended mag because I kind of like 18, 16 to 18 rounds. I kind of, I think he probably extended mag. But uh, the other guy just walks off. But they, there was bullet holes in, in the store. I think he was shooting at somebody over here. At first, I thought he was shooting at the car, but the car was over here. I'm like, he's still shooting at the car. The car's halfway down. I mean, way too far away. But. I don't know what the hell happened, but that's what's wrong with people today. I mean, y'all just see what happened, right? I mean, this is 9 a.m. in the morning. This is a, this was a camera on a business that caught it. I mean, he's just throwing around. Like I said, LSU is, is like the campus is probably less than half a mile away from this area. It's horrible. Of course, the, the district attorney's now saying, no, we got to do something. I mean, this whole area here needs to be bulldozed and uh, just... Get, there's no way to get to get get the people out. I mean, glad I don't live in that area. I mean, I'm just surprised that many bullets flying around and not one person got hit. That's amazing by itself, right there. <laughs> yeah, it was sen senseless. Let's see. Tony says uh, the trunk was open on a white car in a parking lot. Two people were outside of it, it looks like. 
I don't know if anybody shot back at him. I, I didn't hear no shots, but I know he was unloading. Uh, well, he was just he was just throwing rounds everywhere because you can tell he sure in the hell wasn't aiming. Uh, for damn sure. Sometimes the safest place with with them people when they're shooting is direct. Like I said before, is directly in front of them. This next story severely really sucks balls. No, it was a guy shooting towards the store over there. No, <laughs> Tony says they never aim there. This, this thing right here, this gun, who uh, whoever owned it, I guess spray painted it, trying to make it look cool or something. Gun has one purpose, okay? It's either for defense or offense to kill people. It's, why you spray paint trying to make it look cool? Really, really. Anyway, this was in Raceland, Louisiana. You know, happened on Wednesday. This, this, this Wednesday, a child died Wednesday evening when a gun he and his brother were playing with accidentally went off. According to the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office, two six-year-old brothers—if they're both six years old and they're brothers—I'm going to assume they're twins or. This dude was dropping some some seed everywhere. Anyway, they were playing with this this loaded handgun right here at a home on uh, LA 182 at around 7:45 p.m. Uh, they said the the kids found the gun in a bedroom. Uh, they said a man called uh, 911 when he saw the child, and he uh, identified the child as uh, Devonte. Mitchell Jr., they called him DJ, and he was shot. CPR was administered at the scene, but the child was later pronounced dead at the hospital. I'm, I don't know if that's what, like a 9mm compact 9 or something like that. Uh, Lockport Lower Elementary School, where this child went to school, is offering counseling service in the wake of the shooting. It's unclear where, whether anyone's facing charges. Someone ought to be facing charges. Whoever's gun this belongs to, whoever gun this is, needs to be facing charges. Because if you're going to have a gun, you have to be a responsible gun owner. Uh, you know there's kids in the house. I had guns when my kids were growing up, but I taught them about guns. At six years old, I'm pretty sure my kids had shot a gun before. They realized what, what it could do, the power of it, that it wasn't a toy and to never touch it, or I would break their little fingers. They never did. These people that would, but and plus, whoever's gun this is, look, look how they painted it. Look how they painted this gun. It, it could these kids could think it was a toy. Because I guarantee you this gun was originally just black, and somebody painted all these little Fruit Loop colors here and shit. And uh, the kids might have, they could have thought it was a toy or something. Should have never been left out. If you're going to leave it, put it in the top of the closet where a six-year-old can't reach it or something. At least, or at least unload it. So whoever they don't, whoever's gun this belongs to, they need to be charged with reckless endangerment or something. Because uh, now you got a six-year-old dead. Uh, he's six. I mean, come on. 
So, yeah, somebody needs to be held responsible. Yeah, see, JoJo agrees the parent who owns the gun should be. It, can, it, might, it might not have been a parent. It could have been, you know, anybody in the house, an uncle or, you know, the, you know, another sperm donor. Who knows? I just think if you're taught, if you're taught about guns, you start letting kids shoot the guns under your supervision when they're old enough to hold the gun. It shows them that it's not a toy. They can see what kind of damage the gun can do. So, unfortunately, now you got a six-year-old that uh, will never get to grow up and experience any type of life. This next one, we're going back to Angola. Remember, Wednesday we were at Angola, right? We're going back over there. But not about the same two people. These are about different people. Uh, different employees. It seems like Angola does have a lot of criminals. But the way it's looking lately is the criminals are, are the ones working there and not the ones that are living there. Uh These two Angola employees were giving a uh, a contract to cut grass on the beeline or whatever back there. It's where the free people live inside the prison. Uh, and uh, if you, we take ethics classes, if you work for the prison, you can't get a contract there. Uh, your wife, your cousin, your in-laws, nobody directly, almost real close related to you is allowed to even to bid on the stuff. So, uh, of course, we got a whole bunch of ethics stuff going to be looked at. And it said uh, they got all kind of ethics laws on the books to prevent the good old boy network in Louisiana. But it appears the clever workaround was found for two high ranking employees at Angola. These weren't even just regular guards now. They got uh, the contract was uh, for $1,200 a month for cutting a little beast part of grass over there because the inmates cut the rest of it $1,200 a month fuck I'd take extra $1,200 a month to cut a little bit of grass Ken Pasturek the spokesman for the Department of Correction called on uh, news place within moments of the investigative unit airing the story Thursday evening he was furious about was ex- about what was exposed and claimed the story was a hit Piece on the Department of Corrections. And WBRZ has it out for the DOC. Uh, let me tell you what. Chris Nakamoto is going to go after him. I mean, and if you you just had an employee arrested for rape, another one for uh, domestic violence inside her, now you got two high-ranking ones basically uh, on ethics violations and shit. Anyway, the investigative unit uncovered a warden, probably one of the assistant wardens, and a major at the facility were awarded a contract to cut grass at Angola, which is a big no-no, $1,200 a month. That happened in August, and the contract was issued by the State Office of Juvenile Justice. See how they thought they went around it, because they don't work for the juvenile justice. Juvenile justice, they worked for it, so... No finagling went around. 
Four months after the contract was awarded, Louisiana business filings with the Secretary of State's office show the employees who received the contract created a lawn company that bears the name on the contract. The contract for grass cutting was given to William Casey Russo under the name Russo Lawn Services. Russo is a warden at Angola. He earns about 74000 a year, according to the state payroll records. Wardens don't earn very much, do they? think they earn more than that. His brother, David Britt Russo, is a major, earning nearly $70,000. Both men set up the LLC with Louisiana Secretary of State back in December. And they are listed as the agents and officers of the company. Their addresses show they are living on Angola's property, which is the B-Line. Uh, it's a perk funded by taxpayers that this is offered to, I mean, some of the high-ranking people, they get to live there because Angola's out in the middle of freaking nowhere, okay? Just the road into Angola takes about 15, 20 minutes to get to Angola, and there's nothing there. Uh, so high-ranking people that are on call all the time, stuff they actually have, a, it's called the B-Line, and it's like a little subdivision inside the prison, and you don't pay rent and stuff like that. Anyway, they're talking about nepotism and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, they're they're not. They should have never got this contract. They found a workaround on it, and we're making an extra twelve hundred a month. So they were probably splitting six hundred a month extra between each other. And uh, yeah, I'm curious of who told on them because <laughs> the news the news people aren't just gonna show up and uh, start. Excuse me. Yeah, you could start looking for like, man. I, I want, let me go check the, the the people that are cutting the grass over here. Because I'd have just assumed the inmates were doing it, the trustees or something. But uh, I guess not. So somebody tipped them off. Somebody, somebody that works there. They somebody got pissed off. Somebody found out about it, and uh, they uh, they ratted them out. That's how that. Got, I'm telling you, that's how that found out. What's up, uh, a-, a Ron? Yeah, I'd be mowing the lawn for twelve hundred dollars a month too. Now, yeah, they don't have no rent. Uh, I mean, you got to buy your own food, but I don't think they have rent, electricity, or anything like that. That's all provided. Garbage pickup, water. Basically, you got to buy your own food. I'm not sure about electricity. I'm pretty sure electricity's paid for it too. So, it- it's a very lucrative thing if you can get to live there. You actually live inside the prison. They have their own school for kids. Uh, they have their own little grocery store. I mean, it's like a its own little bitty town right there inside the prison for free people. So it's pretty good. Pretty good little deal. This fella right here, right up here. No, that is not Roy Pete. Okay, y'all stop it. It's not him. I'm joking. <laughs> but no, I'm not joking. It's not him. That is the truth. But uh Roy don't look like that. <laughs> this fella right here is a pedophile, a convicted pedophile who got arrested in Morgan City, where I brought floats to for the parade. They arrested this man because he was found out that he is a convicted sex offender. Sex offender. That's not he didn't get arrested just because he's a sex offender. The problem was is he was on the parade route selling cotton candy and other goods on the parade route. 
and he didn't have a permit. He's a sex offender, and he's not supposed to be in proximity to all these kids and stuff like that. Uh, they said they approached a man selling novelty items and candy along the route to make sure he had the appropriate permits. He didn't. He then he gave the cops. He gave the cops, and he's like, "Yeah, my name's Joe Blow." That wasn't his name. So uh, he got identified as Tim. Thomas Duvall is his uh, real name. He's a convicted sex offender out of where? New York City. I never think New York City had convicted sex offenders. Who, who would think it? I would have never thunk it. Anyway, he uh he got arrested. Uh, they were able. That's the wrong story. How in the heck this shit is going? My phone went crazy. But anyway, he's, you've got to be registered. And you're not supposed to be selling candy to little kids. I mean, that, I mean, come on, Chester. Uh, did he drive a white van? Hey, little kid, I got some candy. I mean, I mean we always joke about it. Hey, I got a, some candy, little kid. Now, this motherfucker was actually, hey, little kid, I got some candy. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I. I was going to say, I don't know what these people think. Obviously, I don't know what they think. He's a sex offender. He must not think. I mean, he likes to have sex with children. So, obviously, he's a sick bastard. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> always uh, always involves candy. And <laughs> he looks extremely sus. I mean, look at him. No, not the Big Apple. I mean, New York is such a <laughs> nice place. I don't think so. Let's see what we got next. I know you love candy, Mr. Jenkins. Just hanging around over there. Just hanging around. This next lady right here. This lady right here with this uh thing on right right that right there. I mean why do in this? I mean, why do you why I mean I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, she is wanted for questioning. They think she has information on homicide. They don't believe now. They don't believe that she did the homicide, but they think she has information on it. She is originally New Orleans Police Department's looking for her, and uh, she comes to Baton Rouge a lot. She is a person of interest. Her name is Raven Marie Green. Miss Raven Green is 26 years old out of New Orleans, and they want to question her about a recent shooting because the investigators believe she may have information pertinent to their investigation. But they are stressing she is not wanted for this shooting. The shooting happened on February the 15th. They found a 31-year-old man suffering from multiple gunshot wounds in his driveway. He later died. His name was Troy Smith. Uh, but they want Miss Green, Raven Green right here. It's her with shit stuck in her face right there. They think she knows something about it. Uh, I did call New Orleans PD and gave them Roy P's address just to check over there in case. So, Because uh, you know how he... Uh, he is. He, he's got uh, on his Rolodex, he's on speed dial, the data 
convict.com. Yes, they. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how she does. I mean, if she's any, if she's as good as is Precious, they'll never find her. If she hooks up with Precious, she's gone. I don't understand the, the piercings on the lips and the cheeks, and I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Moving on. Oh. This one, this happened this morning. Uh, it's it's not a nice story or nothing. Uh, they had a man that uh, this poor man right here, this guy right here. Unfortunately, he is no longer with us. Uh, he is deceased. He got ran over while riding his bicycle by like two o'clock in the morning this morning. Yeah, I will say it was in a very dark area, and he had a black hoodie on with no reflective gear. No lights on the bicycle either. Uh, this this man right here was uh, Jaros Banks, 41. Uh, he got hit, and uh, he did not survive the fall. He didn't have a helmet or nothing like that on. Uh, it's sad, you know. He worked at McDonald's. They say he liked his job. I don't know if he was... I doubt he was leaving McDonald's. He's heading in the wrong direction. But uh, no charges or nothing's been filed yet. I don't believe that the man that hit him, because he did stop. He didn't run. The man that hit him. Uh, is, I don't think he, he he's going to be charged. Uh, man lost his life. I mean, he made a mistake. Uh, and he might not have had the money for it. I mean, he was just going back and forth to work on his bicycle. Uh, so prayers out to his family and stuff like that. Nobody deserves to... Uh, like I said, die like that. No. But if you are a bike rider, make sure you get the little blinking light so when you pedal it, it blinks or, or something. Wear a reflective vest, especially if you ride in the street because it is dangerous. 3,000-pound uh, bullet coming down the road at 55, 60 miles an hour at you, and uh, you're it's, you're not going to fare well. You're not going to fare well. So make sure you wear your proper equipment. So RIP to that man right there. Moving on. I don't know if y'all heard about, uh, well, during Mardi Gras this past week, uh, they arrested a, a LSU football player, um, Malik Neighbors, or yeah, Neighbors, 19 years old. He got arrested for illegal carrying of a weapon. He had a concealed weapon gun. Uh, he's not even old enough to get a concealed carry permit. He's only 19. But anyway, he was in New Orleans. Probably had a gun stuffed in his waistband and nothing. Cops saw him, arrested him, charged him, you know, illegal carrying a weapon. Uh, they had uh, an extra 100 state troopers working in the French Quarter, and uh, they ended up seizing. Uh, they took 44 guns off of people in the crowds. And they uh, they got a total of 156 guns that were seized on and around Mardi Gras parade routes. Uh, the problem is, is uh, they had a uh, all of these people that got arrested. There was a shit ton of people that got arrested for carrying guns. Uh, oh, more than a dozen. That's a lot of people. Uh, New Orleans District Attorney says he's calling for an extensive internal uh, investigation into his own people. Uh, and he wants to know why more than a dozen people 
that had their charges just dropped that was carrying uh, these illegal weapons. So they're carrying weapons. You're not they concealed. You're not permitted. It's an open carry state. But these people carry concealed weapons illegally. This football player guy, he he might be a good kid. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he made he could have just fucked himself. He's lucky. Uh, he could have just ruined his whole career. But then they got arrested for for carrying these weapons concealed. So they, and whatever AD assistant a district attorney was there, and they just said, "Fuck it, just dropped it. Just dropped the charges to all these people." Now, the district attorney himself, the man that they all work for, all them ADA, he's wanting to know why. He's like, these charges should have never been dropped on none of these people. But he can't recharge them now. If they, I, I don't know if that'd be how that would work. But, uh, yeah. So, something. And, and they complained about the high crime rate in New Orleans. <laughs> what the fuck? You're arresting people that are carrying guns illegal and you just let them go. You didn't even just stop, bad boy. Don't do it ever again. Oh, I promise, Mr. DA, man, I'll never do Oh, my hand hurts. Thank you for spanking me. I'll never make that. Well, come on, people. They're criminals. Let me tell you a secret. Criminals lie. Shit, who didn't know that, right? No, criminal, criminals aren't like the, you know, trustworthy people. <laughs> Just, but they just they wonder why the, the crime rate is so high but I mean you had all these people arrested for guns and y'all just let them go bye 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 y'all have a nice day see y'all next Mardi Gras no thank you uh, <laughs> sounds like some people need to be fired for not doing their jobs that's just my opinion though coming up on this last story I was close I said about an hour this last story I got here uh, is messed up. This, <laughs> this is a fucked up story. This happened uh, last weekend. Police are investigating. Uh, go figure, right? Police are investigating reports that someone shot at a church during Sunday service. I said that correctly. Somebody shot at the church while people were inside praying. This somebody just looking for one-way ticket straight to hell, right? Uh, according to Baton Rouge Police Department, gunshots were reported outside the uh, Iglesias. I can't say it. It's a Mexican church, okay? Hispanic, however you want to say it. If you want to say it's fucking Mexican church, okay? Just off Florida Boulevard at 9 p.m., the shooter, who was reportedly inside a car, fired to the air before firing a shot at the church, witnesses said. They're still trying to figure out who it is. But, uh, come on, that's, that's fucked up. You don't shoot at the church. These bad guys need to get some rules with themselves. Some uh, Kind of aggravates me, you know. All these youngsters are like, oh, oh I'm a gangster. I'm, a, you know, all, no, you're not. Real gangsters, like from back, you know, real gangsters. People that were mobbed up. Uh, true gangsters, they didn't shoot people that they didn't want to kill. There was no drive by. You didn't have to worry about, you know, getting murked by accident 
they knew who they were going after, and that's the person they killed. That's a gangster. You motherfuckers are a bunch of cowards. You just drive around and just spray everything. Usually kill people that had nothing to do with it, and a guy that you were after, he's over there digging in his butt eating a popsicle because the bulls didn't even get close to him. I mean, if y'all gonna kill each, people gonna kill each other, kill each other. But at least get up on them and kill the person you after. Stop killing all these innocent people. This is just ridiculous. Uh, they're not gangsters. See what we got here in the things. Yeah, I'm sure they all promise. I'm sure. Yeah, they promise not to do it again. There. Yeah, you CJJ's right. Real gangsters had rules. Yes. There was rules. They they might have been criminals, but they had in they had rules and integrity. They didn't go against them. That was a big difference between thugs and gangsters. So Melissa, we about we almost done. I'm, I'm almost done. I've been going for a little bit. Just an extra one. Bam's on her way home. We're gonna chill out and eat some crawfish. I already got my first cup of whiskey going already. So. We got a, unfortunately, we got a funeral to go to tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll get some more grass cut too. We got some other stuff we got to do. Uh, uh, I'll be, I'll put something out Sunday. I, I don't have a guest or nothing unless something pops up. We'll talk about something. And, uh, for all you, uh, patrons, uh, and especially crew members, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I've got something I'm going to talk about on there that uh, I'm just glad now that I'm calmed down because when I first started talking about it and got interrupted, I was it had just happened and I was pissed off and I was just on a fucking tangent from hell. So, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna that'll be on the Patreon because there's some things I, I go off about. I'm, I just don't put out for air for the public. If you want to hear it, you got to be a crew member or. Uh, the audio will be out for all of y'all if you want uh if you're a patron but that's definitely coming out also other than that i hope every oh i i'm, I'm gonna be putting it out uh also y'all gonna check in the descriptions and stuff i do i do i went and got a p.o box finally so motor cop chronicle does now have their own address and i'm gonna be putting that out so if anybody does want to mail anything a letter or whatever you know, or don't, but I've had people ask, you know, I do have uh, a P.O. box now that's going to be public so people can mail stuff there also. So that's coming in. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. Stay safe. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. And uh, remember, uh, we're not sheepdogs. We're all lions. Got to take care of our pride. Y'all be safe out there. <laughs>